0: An Imperfect Reading of The Prophet by Khalil Gibran. Then a priestess said, Speak to us of prayer. And he answered, saying, You pray in your distress and in your need. Would that you might pray also in the fullness of your joy and in your days of abundance. For what is prayer but the expansion of yourself into the living ether? And if it is for your comfort to pour your darkness into space, it is also for your delight to pour forth the dawning of your heart. And if you cannot but weep when your soul summons you to prayer, she should spur you again and yet again, though weeping, until you shall come laughing. When you pray, you rise to meet in the air those who are praying at that very hour, and whom, save in prayer, you may not meet. Therefore, let your visit to that temple, invisible, be for naught but ecstasy and sweet communion. For if you should enter the temple for no other purpose than asking, you shall not receive. And if you should enter into it to humble yourself, you shall not be lifted. Or even if you should enter into it to beg for the good of others, you shall not be heard. It is enough that you enter the temple invisible. I cannot teach you how to pray in words. God listens not to your words, save when he himself utters them through your lips. And I cannot teach you the prayer of the seas and the forests and the mountains. But you who are born of the mountains and the forests and the seas can find their prayer in your heart. And if you but listen in the stillness of the night, you shall hear them saying in silence, Our God, who art our winged self. It is thy will in us that willeth. It is thy desire in us that desireth. It is thy urge in us that would turn our nights, which are thine, into days, which are thine also. We cannot ask thee for aught, for thou knowest our needs before they are born in us. Thou art our need, and in giving us more of thyself, thou givest us all. Then a hermit who visited the city, but once a year, came forth and said, Speak to us of pleasure. And he answered, saying, Pleasure is a freedom song, but it is not freedom. It is the blossoming of your desires, but it is not their fruit. It is a depth calling unto a height, but it is not the deep nor the high. It is the caged taking wing, but it is not space encompassed. I, in very truth, pleasure is a freedom song, and I fain would have you sing it with fullness of heart. Yet I would not have you lose your hearts in the singing. Some of your youth seek pleasure as if it were all, and they are judged and rebuked. I would not judge nor rebuke them. I would have them seek. For they shall find pleasure, but not her alone. Seven are her sisters and the least of them more beautiful than pleasure. Have you not heard of the man who, has, who was digging in the earth for roots and found a treasure? And some of your elders remember pleasures with regret, like wrongs committed in drunkenness. But regret is the beclouding of the mind and not its chastisement. They should remember their pleasures with gratitude, as they would the harvest of a summer. Yet, if it comforts them to regret let them be comforted. And there are among you those who are neither young to seek nor old to remember. And in their fear of seeking and in remembering, they shun all pleasures, lest they neglect the spirit or offend against it. But even in their foregoing is their pleasure. And thus they too find a treasure, though they dig for roots with quivering hands. But tell me, Who is he that can offend the spirit? Shall the nightingale offend the stillness of the night, or the firefly the stars? And shall your flame or your smoke burden the wind? Think you, the spirit, is a still pool, which you can trouble with a staff? Oftentimes, in denying yourself pleasure, you do, but store the desire in the recesses of your being. Who knows but that which seems omitted today waits for tomorrow? Even your body knows its heritage and its rightful need and will not be deceived. And your body is the harp of your soul, and it is yours to bring forth sweet music from it or confused sounds. And now you ask in your heart, How shall we distinguish that which is good in pleasure from that which is not good? Go to your fields and your gardens and you shall learn that it is the pleasure of the bee to gather honey of the flower. But it is also the pleasure of the flower to yield its honey to the bee. For to the bee, a flower is a fountain of life, and to the flower, a bee is a messenger of love. And to both bee and flower, the giving and the receiving of pleasure is a need and an ecstasy. People of Orphalese, Be in your pleasures like the flowers and the bees. And then a poet said, Speak to us of beauty. And he answered, Where shall you seek beauty, and how shall you find her, unless she herself be your way and your guide? And how shall you speak of her, except she be the weaver of your speech? The aggrieved and the injured say, beauty is kind and gentle. Like a young mother half shy of her own glory, she walks among us. And the passionate say, nay, beauty is a thing of might and dread. Like the tempest, she shakes the earth beneath us and the sky above us. The tired and the weary say, beauty is of soft whisperings. She speaks in our spirit. Her voice yields to our silences like a faint light that quivers in fear of the shadow. But the restless say, We have heard her shouting among the mountains. And with her cries came the sound of hoofs, and the beatings of wings, and the roaring of lions. At night the watchmen of the city say, Beauty shall rise with the dawn from the east. And at noontide the toilers and the wayfarers say, We have seen her leaning over the earth from the windows of the sunset. In winter, say the snowbound, she shall come with the spring leaping upon the hills. And in the summer heat, the reapers say, we have seen her dancing with the autumn leaves, and we saw a drift of snow in her hair. All these things have you said of beauty, yet in truth you spoke not of her, but of needs unsatisfied. And beauty is not a need, but an ecstasy. It is not a mouth thirsting, nor an empty hand stretched forth, but rather a heart inflamed and a soul enchanted. It is not the image you would see, nor the song you would hear, but rather an image you see, though you close your eyes, and a song you hear, though you shut your ears. It is not the sap within the furrowed bark, nor a wing attached to a claw, but rather a garden forever in bloom and a flock of angels forever in flight. People of Orphalese, beauty is life when life unveils her holy face. But you are life, and you are the veil. Beauty is eternity, gazing at itself in a mirror. But you are eternity, and you are the mirror. And an old priest said, Speak to us of religion. And he said, Have I spoken this day of aught else? Is not religion all deeds and all reflection? And that which is neither deed nor reflection, but a wonder and a surprise ever springing in the soul, even while the hands hew the stone or tend the loom? Who can separate his faith from his actions, or his belief from his occupations? Who can spread his hours before him, saying, This for God and this for myself, this for my soul and this other for my body? All your hours are wings that beat through space from self to self. He who wears his morality, but as his best garment, were better naked. The wind and the sun will tear no holes in his skin. And he who defines his conduct by ethics imprisons his songbird in a cage. The freest song comes not through bars and wires. And he to whom worshiping is a window to open but also to shut has not yet visited the house of his soul whose windows are from dawn to dawn. Your daily life is your temple and your religion. Whenever you enter into it, take with you your all. Take the plow and the forge and the mallet and the lute, the things you have fashioned in in necessity or for delight. For in reverie you cannot rise above your achievements, nor fall lower than your failures. And take with you all men. For in adoration you cannot fly higher than their hopes, nor humble yourself lower than their despair. And if you would know God, be not, therefore, a solver of riddles. Rather, look about you, and you shall see him playing with your children. And look into space, and you shall see him walking in the cloud, outstretching his arms in the lightning, and descending in rain. You shall see him smiling in flowers, then rising and waving his hands in trees."